Welcome to Think Big for Africa podcast. On this podcast, we will bring you interesting conversations with local, national, and international African leaders from all works of life, home and abroad. Leaders who are doing their bits to progress Africa's development. Conversation topics will range from education, science, health, leadership, politics, business, and many other global issues. Conversations about everything that concerns Africa's development. Africa has so many wonderful achievers worldwide, and this is exactly what we will bring to you on Think Big for Africa podcast. Stay tuned. Hello, this is the Think Big for Africa podcast. This is Ekene Banyi, your host. Today, I have a good friend, another good friend, uh, my former colleague. Uh, we worked together in City Group in Nigeria. He today is an entrepreneur, an author, a film producer. That's something I didn't know about <laughs> him. And the one I really know about him he is a, an investment banker. His name is Chukuka Chukuma. Chukuka, how are you? Mr. Ekenebai, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm very, very happy to be on your platform. I've heard a lot See, about it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you're here. Yeah. Because uh, I, I will give you one, one little story. When you came to work in city, uh, we had a uh, a conspiracy theory about you. You know. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm I'm sure you have heard it. I'm sure you have heard it. I've not heard it. Okay, okay. okay. It was okay. a conspiracy theory about me. Yes, yes, people. yes. You and some other people. Anyway, I I won't say that online. I will tell, tell us, you tell later. Us. For, no, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, let, me, let me protect some major people. <laughs> when it comes to conspiracy theories in city, I had my own too. So you're not, you're not alone, you know. Your own. <laughs> when I met a mutual friend, I, I haven't told you before. And she asked me about you. And then she started telling me about you. That, that talk made me reconsider the way I used to look at you. You know, do you, do you know, okay, I would say, do you know, you, you know her, but I don't know if you have seen her for a long time. I haven't seen her in nearly 20 years. Oh, her wow. name is, uh, Shola Benson. I remember Shola Benson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I used I used to call her Duroye. Yeah, we're, we're in school together. You know, we're, we're we're good good friends in school. Okay. You know. The first question I will ask you it's not really really a question, but I want you to tell my audience about you, 
and your work? Me and my work. I have many mm -hmm. sides to me, but um, yes. let's start with my the one that feeds my family, I was yes. say. So I'm an investment banker, as you said. I yes. run, myself and a partner of mine, run a firm called Racecourse Capital. And at yeah. Racecourse Capital, we do, we're heavy on uh, advisory, especially some corporate finance, but mainly project finance advisory. Okay. And more recently, um, as a lot of people have looked at their businesses and trying to figure out what makes sense, especially post-COVID, mm. we actually have reoriented the business more to okay. print investment business so we're in the process of principal investing so okay we're in the process yeah. of raising a fund but even before that um on a deal by deal basis where yeah. we're essentially deploying capital with some um investors that have entrusted money with us that yeah. we need to now put to work so so that's what i do uh that's my day job if you yeah. will but obviously yeah. i have another life yes uh, i call it it's it's separate, uh, but sim you know, similar but very separate. That is on the creative side, where okay. um, over the last couple of years, I've been spending time um, in media and entertainment, uh, dabbling my hands at different things. That has led me to advising quite a few businesses that are prominent today. Okay, in space, um, uh, and a few, yeah, a few big big players. But also myself deciding to, you know, do a few things. So one of the things that I did was I wrote a book called In Pursuit, Journeys in African Entrepreneurship. Yeah. Oh, I can, we, I can, I can see that behind you. Yes. In fact, I, I really need to get, get a copy. I think you'll actually find it very interesting. And then, um, uh, so that we launched, uh, it, it's been, we launched it, uh, May last year is when we started pushing it. So it's been just about a year. Okay. Um, um, and it's available everywhere. Okay. Um, who, who are your publishers? We self-published, actually. Oh, really good. Okay. So that we went to a publisher and we thought maybe we want to go that route. But the thing about it is if you're not already a known name, mm. um, you know, you come, you say, they, they ask you, are you a writer? You're like, well, I don't really, I'm a banker, but I wrote a book. Yeah. They're not really sure whether your story will be worth it. Yeah, right? yeah. So um, so we decided to invest in ourselves because we believe yeah. in product Yes, ourselves. yourself, yes. And so we wrote the book, um, you know, and it's done a lot better than we even anticipated. Wow. In fact, yeah. we've actually turned it into a it's done it's done a number of things it's going to be it's being spun off right now into podcasts so okay. that, i think recorded like five episodes so we are behind you uh, ah. it it's it's going into um, universities so we've done a university in nigeria we've taught at junior achievement okay. um, we've also done a university in canada wow um, which was also interesting where they said awesome you wrote about on entrepreneurship is now, you know, the, the principles in there, yeah. we think to Canadians and the West. Awesome. So See, me, me, I'm trying to write, write a book. In fact, I've written oh, several chap chap chapters, but I have my own peculiar difficulties because I write, I can write, okay? It's not very difficult for me to write. I write the way I speak, but mm -hmm. I will write several pages and then I can't read it because it's difficult for me to read. So, and that's that's something that holds me back because 
writing. Huh? No, no, it's not. It's not a memoir. What, what, okay. what, what do I have? I don't have much. Maybe in in twenty years, I, I will I will do that. But now I don't have that uh, uh, information to to write in memoir. But writing for me is that at least when you write, you need to be able to read it and make corrections. I can't do that at all. You know. So you and, need an editor. Yes, I, I will get an editor. But can for, work for, side by side with yes, you and ha, give you that, maybe and that's fact, you need somebody to maybe do a book plan for you mm, mm. because what that will do is force you to agree, pre-agree. These are the chapters. I'm doing ten chapters. Yeah. Um. This is the you know this is the well well maybe maybe I've done maybe I've done that because I've already defined the chapters. Yes, that's but, good. See, for for me, one of the Thing is that as I'm writing, I'm also adding contemporary issues in that, okay. and then okay. I get I get more information, and then I add it. So I need mm. to I need to learn how to arrange the flow. Yes, that means I need to read it, <laughs> and that for me it's a it's a a, diff, a big difficulty. But I'll get there. I'll get there. You know. let, let us know if we can help. I mean, we oh. we now um, through this process, we now actually set up a company called Media. Oh, very which good. Does publishing. So we have ghostwriters, editors, um, uh, over people for audiobooks. We have yeah, a bunch of different resources. Wow, that that's, that's it. is is good. I have you as a guest because uh, you are, you, are, you are giving me the way out. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, you were saying something about. Uh... No, the last thing I was gonna say. So, I'm. I, it's three things really that I do. It's investment banking. I'm yeah. an investment banker. I talked about being an author, and then the more recent one that I'm also trying to develop is being a film producer. Mm. I've more recently. Um, I, I I now have a second credit as an executive producer. The yeah. first one was a short film. And the more recent one is the short film is called The Big Man. Okay. Uh, and won a couple of awards. It was on New York Times, something or the other. Wow. And um, the more recent one is God Calling, which um, I worked on with a bunch of people and, and helped with the um, international distribution. Okay. Uh, so we showed it in churches in London, but also here in the States, across maybe 50 or so, 50 or 60 locations, church wow. and other. That's nice. Now is on Netflix. Yeah. Really? Oh, so yeah. I, I need to, I need I need to watch watch it. You I need have to a, watch that. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You need to See, read the book and watch the film. Exactly. Exactly. I have things to do. <laughs> I, I I have a, a cousin, a second cousin, who is a a producer and director in Hollywood, and he's he's doing very very well. Uh, he has a uh, several series on on TV. Nigeria. Okay. Yeah, he's doing well. And he was uh, a guest on my podcast when I started. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, check that out. so your, your, your project, you, you talked about the two you have done. So what other projects do you think you, 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 uh, you focus on in your uh, production? So, the, okay. So um, I have 
a lot. I, I think that, okay, my goal is um, to take back the pen and the lens and mm. tell authentic stories. That's like, I feel like one of my life missions, right? And in doing that, um, I think that even more important than the story to tell and yep. the film to do and the book to write, the more important thing to me is actually becoming an allocator of capital. Okay. Because in, in, in the film industry? Yeah. So I want to do very good. So if I'm controlling the capital, yes. Whoever controls the capital gets to tell the story. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> I, know, I know that. And it's very difficult to just start with, oh, my story is really good. Come on, listen. No, no, no. no. So I want to focus on the money first. Yeah. The fund that does a number of industries like technology, but also certainly media and entertainment. Oh. And then once I've done that, then I can say, oh, you know what? These are the 15 movies I want to do that, that I think we should do. And it's see, my capital at risk. See, see, uh, Chukuma, uh, I think I will connect to you with my cousin. And I had one other good friend who is also, in, well, he's not just interested. He's a writer. He's a very good writer. In fact, he and my cousin were roommates in school. Oh, interesting. Okay. Ah, so so they, they have, and he was also a banker. And right now he, he has, uh, yeah, he has left banking. He's doing exactly what, what you're doing. He has an, an adversary business. Okay. So, so I will connect you with those people. Because, Definitely. See, Definitely. what I'm doing with this podcast is that when I when I wanted when I wanted to start it, and I told some friends what I want to do, that I want to be interviewing and having conversation conversations with leaders all around the, the the continent. The first kind of people they suggested I talk to were politicians, and I, I and I told them. No, I don't want to talk to politicians. Yes, politicians are leaders. But for me, the main leaders that would drive Africa to where we want to go are the people who do things maybe nobody else except people who know them personally know that, what they're doing. Right. Right. Those are the kind of leaders I want to focus on mm -hmm. because I want to encourage the younger generation that you don't need to be a, a politician to make an impact in Africa. Absolutely. Because, because many of our people, our, our young people, think they must be a politician to make impact. No, you don't. You know? So uh, you are doing things that uh, will benefit our continent. So I will connect you with people I know. I don't know if you guys do anything with, uh, with that, but hey, that's Never really know, right? At least make the connection yes. and then who knows yes. where it goes from there. Yes. So, you see, right now, in our country, in Nigeria, and the rest of Africa, there are so many challenges. Mm. So many. You know, political challenges, ethnic and COVID. 
I mean, yeah. right now, look at the way the West are handling the distribution of the vaccine. It's, it's crazy and it scares yeah. me. That's one, on one side. On the other side, our own people do not want to take the vaccine. I mean, so when I, when I look at it, well, I'm always online talking to people about that. Now, people at the beginning, people were, were saying that uh, the likes of uh, Bill Gates want to kill Africa uh, to, to reduce the population. Okay. And then I was talking to them, trying to let them understand that Bill Gates only highlighted things that anybody who does any risk assessment would have seen. So his, uh, what's it called now? His uh, presentation wasn't about reducing the population of, of Africa. No, he was telling the world, this is what I see. Today, the Gates is now the one who is uh, arguing against the US, mm -hmm. uh, removing the, the, the patent issue about the vaccine. And I'm so angry about it. But for me, this shows us that we as Africans need to start doing things by ourselves. I mean, what's your, what's your view on this? I mean, there's, it's, a, it's, it's an open-ended question. I mean, yeah. the point is, uh, I've taken my shots, by the way. Yes, I, I have too. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I took my shots. Uh, I may not have done fantastically well in, in biology when I was in, uh, uh, in school in King's College, but I believe the science. Um, yeah. And I believe, even as a Christian, that God, you know, God has never, you know, he doesn't need to leave heaven to come and do anything for you. He sends yeah. people. Yeah. One of the people he sends are scientists and stuff. So I, anyway, I, I don't have any issues with that. Um, have there been things in the past? Um, could there be stuff now that people are trying to plot against us? All that is very possible. Yeah. Um, you know, the wickedness of man <laughs> has it's, no end. It's unbounded. <laughs> right? The wickedness, it will continue to be there. So if somebody told me that all the vaccines they give, all of us are going to die, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to have an arrest. But to be more serious, I think when it, when it, even though you didn't really ask this question, but the question, the more focused question could be, how does, uh, how does COVID really affect Africa? Yes. Right? Yes, that's that's what I, I was I was yeah, going for. On yeah. one side, it hasn't. We haven't seen as many deaths. Yeah. On the continent from COVID as yeah. we have elsewhere. Yes, I'm I'm so happy about that. So yeah. there, so there's something. Uh, whether it's the pepper, whether it's the salt, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, right? But there's something. I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to sit here and try and um, figure out what the reason is. But for whatever reason, God has deemed it fit. Knowing our health situation, yeah. you know, all hands are not equal. So this is America. They got a lot of problems because mm. they can handle it. We got a lighter cross on COVID. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the height of the crisis we can handle. Yes. People forget that we're already dealing with, um, you know, parts of the continent, kidnapping, uh, you know, rape, uh, uh, um, 
poverty, yeah. um, you know, bad water. You know, we're already dealing with a plethora of issues. We yeah. didn't also need COVID. So it's fine that COVID is doing. But the truth is that when I think of if there were to be an entrepreneurial gene, yes, um, and the fact that people are so resilient in business, say somewhere like Nigeria, yes, um, I don't expect that people should be complaining about COVID. Mm. Because COVID has brought a lot of the world, yeah, especially the West, is brought is brought them to where we live. We live in a highly uh, volatile, yeah. uncertain, complex, and ambiguous market mm. where we have things that they don't think about, like fluctuations in interest rates and fluctuations in FX rates, yeah, on a daily basis. You can go and buy bread today and go tomorrow and it's changed. You have policies changing at a very fast pace. You've got, um, you know, we talk about police brutality here, but yeah. within the confines of laws, there, there's... They don't know, man. The law is the, is the day the day you meet the policeman on the road. He's, <laughs> he, can, he can see a laptop and be like, I'm charging you for espionage. Yes. And you, you and, can't do anything about it. Uh, there's nothing, right? Yeah. So, so there's no body cam, there's no security, there's no yeah. camera, there's nothing, right? Okay. So it's a very, very different environment. So in a way, I don't actually want to hear Africans complaining about COVID because mm. COVID hasn't added any more complexity to your yeah. life. Yeah. Okay. It's not. Do you understand? If you're yeah. if you're selling if you're selling bolly, if you're selling plantains, the 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 quarter mile radius of that location yeah still has people that need to eat bolly bolly yes and uh, whatever else with that supports it every yes. day yes your customers are not going to go down as a result yeah. of that so mm -hmm. why are you bothered about do you understand yeah. something that's just hysterical so i think that we the nigerian government was broke before covid came yes it, it, the 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 implosion the the current situation in nigeria today is an implosion. It's all self-induced. Oh, None yeah. of it is external. Yeah. None. Yeah. Right? Which is why Ghana is relatively thriving. Doing do well. Yes. One that is relatively thriving. Doing well. So if if all those guys are fine, why are we having problems? Because of COVID? Yeah. No. Because we didn't manage the resources when we got them. You know, 10 years ago, when we had excess, we, we burnt it, right? There was no yeah. saving for tomorrow. And we continue to steal and rape and pillage from the little we have. That's the problem. Bad leadership, all that stuff. So yeah. COVID is not really, to me, as topical, right? Okay. You know, okay. are people wearing masks? Are they not wearing masks? They're not going to die because they're wearing masks. Well, well, because they didn't I, die I, from I, Lassa fever. Well, I, I, I agree with you. I do agree with you. But me, I'm a scientist. Mm. And uh, I'm happy that we have not been impacted like the West, like yeah. uh, Brazil, like India, yeah, yeah, okay, like Mexico. I'm happy, but for me, our scientists, African scientists, I'm not saying the West, need to now, right now, start doing the research to understand what exactly is the reason why Africa has not been affected 
like the rest of the uh, of the West and the likes of uh, South uh, America and India. Yeah. Now, this is the issue. See, viruses, more viruses will come. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. Now, another virus that may come will not have the same, will not use the same mechanism of entering the body like the COVID virus. So we need to understand what exactly was happening, why the, vi the COVID virus didn't affect Africans. So there, there, there is something about us, okay, maybe physical or something we have in our environment that, that is protecting us. Definitely. So we need to know what it is. Yes. It's important to know because if we don't do that, the next virus that comes, our people will say, oh, it's just like the COVID virus. And we treat it exactly like they are treating this one. And that may become something very devastating. Yeah. It's, so, it, this thing you're saying is very is a very good point. Because if you, if you look at something like malaria, yes, there, there has been a mutation of the malaria strain it's every um, every every week a new one happened yeah right and and even when you look at it from two sides the treatment of patients um i when i was young i i think we could we identified maybe three types either mm. you're having cerebral which is the worst you're having the there's a middle one and regular one now there's different levels to it yeah i'm not talking about i'm not talking about other strains like zika and Mm -hmm. West, I'm not even talking about that. Deny, no. You're talking about mal like malaria. Malaria that's yep. in Africa. Yeah. There, there were like two or three. Now there are so many more. Oh, and yeah. We haven't even studied that yet, right? To know how to tackle it. That's on the treatment side. On the other side, the pesticides yep. that are supposed to be killing the mosquitoes. I don't mm. know about you. <laughs> You've been out of the country for a while, but there's things like um, Bagon. Mm. Bagon can kill a small child, Ooh. but the malaria, the the the, the uh, mosquito will, will survive. Mosquito will still be alive. Yeah. So you go, you fleet big on. You have to leave your house for the whole day, or at least six hours. That room is condemned. Wow. When you come back, your guy is still flying. So there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of stuff yeah. that we're not doing to learn our environment. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. But but what I know is. And that's why, like, when I look at the startup, all the startup capital, all the stuff happening, I'm really excited about what has happened in fintech. Okay. But I actually think that fintech is overdone. Yeah. Is is too much. Is enough? Because we need as much energy spent on agriculture, on you well, know. Well, see, the point is that the fintech people, the fintech people should focus on the the issues. That affects Africa. Let yes. them take it as no, a... they've even done that. They've even done that. Because if yeah. you start with Mpesa in Kenya, that's a fintech yeah. issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the stuff going flutter with all the they're dealing with our problems, and that's why they are getting very good. What I'm saying is that 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 engineering, that that focus okay. needs okay. to as, be a, as, a, as a continent that we should yes. drive it towards be... that. Yes. 
in education, in yep. research, in healthcare, yeah, in housing, telecom, everything else. Yes, right. So that that way, if you think of if you were running a real country like they are in the West, when vaccines come from China, they don't come from the port to Abuja for them to share and start giving out. They go, they go, they first have to be approved. Yeah. Right? And that approval is not just a rubber stamp NAFDA. Yes. Or so. no, no. yes. It's an actual science, African scientist will research we'll department research it. Yes. who pieces everything. That's if you are not even doing your own. No. I'm mm -hmm. saying at the best level, you should even do yours. Yes. You should go to the bush, look for which herbs, mix, mix, mix. Yes. Get the thing. And then write the West and say, based on, because... What they've done is they say, oh, Pfizer says this is good. Yeah, in the same way, Okola uh, Pharmacy says this, this is, is good. good for us, yes. right? And you write a letter, you put all the tests that you did, all the tests, clinical trials, this yeah. is how many people survived. Mm -hmm. And then you write it, wrap it, and send it. Oh, and by the way, if you guys want to buy this, this is how much we're selling it for. Yeah. Then you're going head to head with Pfizer, everybody, in no different a way that today, I remember when Dan Gote, what, 20 years ago, said, I'm going to go into cement. Well, if you're not in anywhere in Africa, the major countries, yeah. you're not going to buy from Lafarge. You're likely going to buy from Dan Gote. Yes. And the question, if that can be, the, you know, do you want to buy Dan Gote or do you want to buy Lafarge? If that can be the same thing, yeah. because money has been invested in cement production, understanding by a local. Why can't it be the same for pharmacy? Exactly, exactly, exactly. And everything else, right? E everything else. Doing yeah. it, a couple of areas are doing it, but we need it for you know a bunch of other areas. Yeah, yeah, you are very, very right. And this is something we need to always talk about. See, I don't know if maybe we have people up there talking about it. No, but I want more of our ordinary citizens to be talking about it. And not only to talk about it, to be seriously involved in doing these things. Because that's why I wanna that's why I want to manage capital, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, let me tell you the other area that I think is very important. Okay. Um algorithms rule the world. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay. If you agree, algorithms rule the world, and you understand that we are we as Africans, we're not in the algorithm game in any significant way. Yeah. Everything we're building now is on top of somebody's stuff. Exactly. So we don't see the black box, right? Yes. But the black box is faulty, and it's it's tainted against us. Oh, so as an example, if you start with facial recognition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Facial recognition doesn't work properly for black people. Yes. If, if you, yes, your face and my face, if it goes into a system now, they will confirm in many countries that either you were a terrorist or I was an armed robber. <laughs> confirm something. Meanwhile, we've never done anything. You see, so so it's a problem. So yeah. if you don't have capital, which is the the a, the the engine, of, the engine is the top of the mountain. Yes. You know, there are seven mountains. Is the top. If you don't manage the capital, you can now do AI and all these things. Yeah. So you can now say to somebody, you know what? 
we are now going to do the facial recognition that we will give FBI yeah. and give everybody else for black and brown people because mm -hmm. we know they don't have that one. Yeah. They did the one for themselves. They left ours alone. Yeah. Right? You can go to the guy, the doctor who does prosthetics. Yeah. For, yeah. for, for mm -hmm. our skin mm -hmm. instead of for everybody else. And yeah. say, dude, we need more of this one because we are not going to, we are going to, we're about to put a ban in all African countries you cannot send any prosthetic leg that is white because yeah. there's no who is it that okay we have oh, a couple. If, of in fact, we, I, I saw I saw a, a an an article uh, maybe a week or two ago of of a, a young man yep. in uh, is it emo or something that yep. is doing uh, prosthetics for 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 black people. Absolutely. Uh, the story the story is that his his brother. Had to they had to cut his leg that he had to yeah and and, and I was so happy you know yep. yes see what you are saying exactly is what I'm saying because see people don't understand that technology is not science okay this the technology is on top they use the the findings of scientists and make things that's what technology does so but the but the, but the root of the inf information comes from scientists mm -hmm. and i want africa to focus more on the science see if we don't we don't add value in the science, in, in the in, in the science, then we are relying on the goodwill of the of the of the research people to give us give us and allow excuse me allow us to use their findings. Why should it? Why should they do that? They shouldn't. That's I it. Mean, something like sickle cell. Or any other thing that affects mainly black Blacks. and brown yes. people. Who who is that? Who is the idiot that's supposed to put exactly. money? Exactly. If not you and I, right? Exactly. It's going to be us, right? And that's why I'm saying the money drives everything. So yeah. whether it's education, education. I mean, the other day I was looking at, um, you know, how we look at the map of the world, and everywhere, we, anywhere you Google the map of the world, it's wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. That that is that is a lie that's been told told for by for, the for, for oh my god to everybody right. But if you have your money, instead of Khan Academy, you do Chukuyenum Academy, fund mm -hmm. it yourself. But now this academy is available to free, anybody, available to black people, brown people, everywhere. If you want to know the truth about you, you yourself, you write it as yourself, an American. And you want to, because when I was in the States, um, I used to always fight, uh, battle my um, uh, African-American history teacher. You know, they would, I, I, I remember seeing the book, the day I got the book, I was like, ah, there's missing pages in the book. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, this book starts from when people were slaves. Where's the, where's the part of before, before, before then? Right? Because that's the complete story. Yeah. And they looked at me like, this is not African history. This is African-American. I was like, yeah, but you shouldn't even call it African-American history because 
it's just American history about history. black people that in, yeah. a, in America. Exactly. It's not really, there's nothing African inside this. <laughs> because if you say African American history, please, you have to put some African history and it cannot be slavery. Yeah, exactly. History. Exactly. That's, that is the new, you know, so things like that, right? So education, healthcare, fintech, um, you know, algorithms control everything. Yeah. You got to go into the math. You got to go into the data. You cannot, you're only allowed to do that if you're an investor. So if an yep. investor company that, that is a data science company, I can say, Mr. CEO, come to my house with your CTO, open up the black box. Okay. But can't you see that it's garbage in, garbage out? Yeah. You have said that these are your variables that spit into this database. No wonder all your outcomes are wrong. Yeah. You can't say that. if you, No. You can't say anything if you didn't put the money. I mean, when people were excited about um, Wakanda, the mm. movie, mm. right? Uh, Black Panther. Yes. You know, the first question I asked, well, oh my God. Is it, I said, no, 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 sorry. Can I just ask one question? Was there any black money? They said, oh, what do you mean? The actors got paid a lot. I say, is that <laughs> what I'm saying? Me, I'm a producer. I want to finance film. I want yeah. to put money in the deal. Who that is black that came... Put money in that thing. Put money in the deal. Yeah. If you... At the end of the day, that's the real celebration, right? You, you We play NBA. I know you're a sports fan. NBA, this, that. Yeah, I don't care about all that. I want to know which teams have black owners. Are, are owned by blacks, yes. Owned, cash. Yes. Whenever I go to a restaurant, first question I ask, who owns the restaurant? I want to know who the owner is. Yeah. And that's why I'm wearing this shirt, right? Yeah. <laughs> because this is Ugo, Ugo Moye, big designer in Nigeria. I wear a lot of his stuff. But guess what? I know who the owner is. And yes. I know that my money is going to yes. my people. Right. See, th this is something that we don't do. We don't spend our money to promote services or products that's, that is made by fellow Africans. You know, we spend a lot of our money on services and products made by the West, mostly. And we can't continue doing that if we we want to develop you know we talk see this uh, this podcast sh shows me that uh, we need to i need to get you back okay to talk because okay. there's so there's so many different interesting issues Absolutely. about africa you know there's so many so many different issues about africa you know, so we talk. We'll talk about that. Now, let's go a little bit personal. Okay. You and I have something in common. We have suffered health issues in the last few years. You see, I had a stroke, like you know, and. Uh, Today, I'm still suffering or trying to survive it because I still have a lot of uh, physical dis disability. And like I, like I told you earlier, my inability to read is part of 
the effects. Mm -hmm. Now, I like to talk about my uh, health issues because I want to highlight the circumstances that led to it. And I want other people to learn about it. And interestingly, I have heard about at least five young, so I'll put this in quote, healthy people who have died since my age, my own issue. You see, I was lucky. My 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 wife was still in the house when my happened, and they were they were about to go out. Yeah, and they were they were, they were supposed to go out all day to her sister's house, assuming they had gone out. Then we we'll have a different story. Totally different outcome, you know. So yeah. I'm happy that she was there. Yes. So I like to talk about it. Okay, and you. Can you tell my audience exactly what happened to you? Sure. I mean, in a nutshell, I had a heart attack. Uh, this was back in 2014. Mm. Before my heart attack, I was relatively fit. Yeah, uh, footballer. Hmm? Yep, I still, I mean, the week before my heart attack, I played uh, soccer for an hour and a half, um, three times that week with Younger than twenty-one-year-old kids, so you know I'm able so you, to you keep, keep pace with them. Yeah, um, I uh, was jogging at the time, not running, but jogging okay. three times a week, uh, about three, four miles. So you know, I was, I was, it was the eve of my fortieth birthday. I was fit. I was fit. I was what somebody I, I think would say I was fit. Um, mm. But I think that hereditary played a part. So basically, the night or the eve of my 40th birthday, I had a heart attack. It took 17 hours for them to diagnose that it was a heart wow. attack. Wow. I was in, uh, we almost, when my wife took me to the hospital, on our way to the hospital, um, police almost shot us because oh they said God. it was going too fast. So they made us stop. And even after we said we're, rushing trying to get me urgently to the hospital they delayed a little bit you know uh, so got to the hospital a hospital because we didn't know it was a heart attack we thought yeah. it was indigestion mm, mm, mm. from the wonderful pounded yam i had earlier that day um so we just thought it was indigestion um got to a hospital because we thought any hospital would, yeah. would do um the gate was locked the guy you know, use like some time to to open the gate. Seven yeah. keys later, I opened the gate. I went in, and for the first seventeen hours of being being in the building from oh twelve thirty a.m. at night till five a five p.m. the next day, they were treating me for malaria uh, and asthma. I was telling them, "No, there's something here. Please check." check check don't you have some other machine anyway the the heart attack ran its course uh, i lost 50 percent of heart function Ooh. um i could barely walk from 20 20 steps was hard um and 
And because the heart was so damaged, they had to wait 10 more days before they did the surgery. Now, in a normal country, mm -hmm. there's something, as you know, called a golden rule. And the golden rule says that within three hours yeah. of a heart attack happening, they have to have done the surgery. Because I was in Nigeria, 17 hours later, nothing. Finally get taken to the right hospital. But the heart has run its course. It's so yeah. bad. It needs mm -hmm. to recover. So they had to wait 10 days for the heart to even be at the level where they could now uh, do the treatment. So anyway, I had, had a stent put in because my main artery um, was damaged. Had, had collapsed. I, I was maybe, there was a 99% blockage in the main artery. Wow. Absolutely. I mean, after 99, it's 100, right? Uh, yeah. so if you had major blockage, that means you're, you're, you're also lucky that yes. it didn't lead to a stroke. Easily. 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 Because basically the pain that you feel, and, and by the way, it feels like, for me, it felt like, you know those Rambo knives? Jagged mm -hmm. on the yeah. oh. It feels like the knife is spinning, cutting you, and then daggering you at the same My time. God. At a high pace. So that's what it felt like. I was just like, what is this? And I was feeling that pain. They said when you feel the pain is good because it means that the blood is trying to it's push, trying to to push through, through. Right? Because I was fit. I mean, I've been doing sports since yeah. I was mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Because I was fit, I don't smoke, I don't drink, never did, never probably will. Um, for, for, and really just God didn't want me to go. It wasn't my time. It was trying to do that for six yeah. hours. Six hours, I was getting that pain. Wow! From when I got into when I got into the hospital at twelve something, all the way till six. What's also interesting <laughs> is that around four, around three thirty four a.m., they, they decided to nebulize me. What does that mean? Which I, oh, so when you are asthmatic, if you've gone past just using your inhaler. In a really bad state, mm. they give you like a, like a breath, like an oxygen yeah. thing, mm -hmm. for the for it to go straight into straight your lung. lung okay. That's yeah. a nebulization. Yeah. When you get nebulized, they can also do it in a way that you get some traces of something that allows you to fall asleep. Mm. Mm. Right. So that you relax. Right. Yes. So you yes. you know you are not like you know yeah, uh, you are not ag now, agitating. Yeah. When you nebulize someone who's having a heart attack, yeah, what it does is it triggers the heart to now. Oh my God! Yes. So the so the things they were doing was actually making me worse off. Not oh my better God! Off. Now what was amazing about this whole thing was I said to myself, I know I didn't do well in biology, but it's sad that I'm in a place where the people that are supposed to be taking care of me. Obviously, did not do well in biology either, right? Yeah. <laughs> because the person that diagnosed that I was having a heart attack was my friend who studied biology, but he's an IT guy. The guy I wrote the book with. Ah. He came and was doing a WebMD. Ah, Chuka. So how do you say you're feeling? Ah, okay. Hmm. It, I think you're having a heart attack. <laughs> oh, my God. Before they then did the MRI that led to, you know, I mean, wow. whatever. See, see, yeah. see your, the, your, Nigeria is crazy. Man. Your story is 
it scares me. See, I, I was I was lucky. See, I, I say this. Yes. If I wasn't in the UK, when what happened to me happened, I would have died. Okay, that's that's true. The, the, the truth. Now, unlike you, fit person, I wasn't so fit. Mm. I would say the, the, that's the truth. I wasn't so so fit. I don't run, but I walk a lot. Okay, mm. I walk from my train station to my house every day. That's about nearly two miles. Mm. Okay. In the summer, I mean, the summer, so I do that. And even in the city where I work, I work a lot. Okay, from the station to my office and back. So I do a lot of working. But in terms of, I was fat, in truth. Okay. Now, when it happened to me, I just woke up. I went to the toilet, came back, because it was a, a summer day. Mm. And it it was hot, so I didn't go to 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 sleep with a shirt. So I just picked my shirt. I wanted to wear it because I heard my children shouting, playing downstairs. So I wanted to go and join them. Right. So that was what I was doing. And then I woke up. I saw myself on the floor. Mm. And the last thing I remember was me trying to wear a shirt. So I said to myself. Why are you on the floor? Okay, stand up. I couldn't. And then I tried to call out. You I couldn't. couldn't. Wow. And then, again, I, I fainted. You know, the next time I, I knew, I heard footsteps coming upstairs. You know, it was my wife. And then she came to me to do the room and she saw me. And she asked me, what's matter with, with, with me? I thought I, I told her, but she told me I, I didn't say anything. Wow. And then she asked me, should I call the, 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 the ambulance? I thought I told her, but she tells me I didn't say anything. <laughs> so, but I knew when the ambulance people came, you know, and then tried to talk to me. And then you wheeled me out of my house, you know. And then I got to the hospital. So I, I, after then, what I knew. What year was this? Uh, 11, it was August 22nd, 2011. That is going to be 10 years this year, you know. So uh, I, when I got there, they, they injected me. They say, they say medicine. They help, they use for stroke uh, patient to relieve that blockage. Okay, so they did that. And then, interestingly, I, I, I could, I, in fact, I didn't wake up for some days. You know? So, do you know when, when Manchester United Played played Arsenal, I will beat them. My team is is Manchester United. Beat them eight two. Now I will tell you this: I knew that time I was in hospital. Okay, now I begged the the nurses 
to wheel me to the to the TV room to watch the game to watch the 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 highlights of the game. Okay, at night. Now I will tell you. I only knew my team just because of their of their of their uniform. Really? See, I didn't know any player's name. I didn't know. See, see, I didn't know the only it's name I knew. Really lost as well. Well, he, he, I, at that at that time, at that time. See, for me, the only name I knew, the only name I knew was mine. I didn't know my wife's name, my hmm. children's name. I know who they are. Yes. Okay? I know, I knew who they are, but their names, I didn't know. Ask me what's this, I couldn't tell you it's a phone. I couldn't tell you this is a cup. I couldn't tell you this, this is a table. So, I suffered this for at least four years. Yeah. Before I could see my really? first daughter and call her her name. So that's that was the biggest for me. The inability to speak was the biggest thing that could ever happen to me. I mean, you know me, I speak a lot. Oh yeah. And today I'm speaking, I'm speaking to the world on my podcast. This is the most important thing for me to be able to speak. And maybe that's why I focus on my speech and not my physical disability. And that's what, what I think, you know. Even now, while I'm speaking, I'm still forcing it. Mm. I, I, at least you hear me, I'm trying to put the word, push the word out. I'm still yes. forcing it. Because, see, I can't. I I don't know how to say this. It's as if something is blocking me from speaking. So I'm forcing it. But, and uh, I have because I, I I did a little bit a little bit of a speech therapy, and I right now I can't speak Igbo or Yoruba. I can speak them, but. Man, it's difficult. Yeah. It is extremely difficult. Now, I, can, I understand anything you say to me, okay? But to speak, I was once, 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 once upon a time, I was fluent in Yoruba just like any Yoruba person. Interesting. People, people, until people knew my name, Ikene, they didn't know I was Igbo. Right. Because my 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 Yoruba was that fluent. I learned it in uh, Ilaro, Ogun State. So my 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 Yoruba was very fluent, but today mm, <laughs> very iffy. So the the the, the real issue is that uh, young young people, especially young men, are having this this same difficulties that we have. Yeah. And in Africa, uh, people people die. I mean, I I I I have a, a friend who lived in my in my estate in Lagos, uh, Bagada Phase Two. He died. Yeah. He went to sleep, and the next morning 
he he didn't wake up. Wow, that's so sad. Man. Yeah, and I'm so, sure he had a family and everything. Everything, yeah, I mean, that's that was after my my stroke. You know, and one of one of the people I I I I begged after my issue was him. I called him. I told him, see what happened to me. Because we normally sit down together, we have drinks together. I told him, see, see my life, see my see what's what's going on with me. Please, if you can do anything, try so hard to modify. So, life. so things like work life balance, exercise. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But he died. He died. We stress we stress a lot. I mean, um, I said, I mean, you remember now we were in the same profession, you know, yeah. banking is very tough. And I had left banking in, mm. in uh, 2011 um, because it was, it was, um, I was just tired. I mean, I worked for 16 years, mm -hmm. um, which is not a long time, but investment banking, you're doing 80 to 100 hour weeks, um, uh, 80 to 100 hours in one week and that's just a long time so mm. that's like double shift yeah every week for 16 years that's yeah. like a 30 year working career right mm -hmm. um and i was just exhausted um so i had taken time off i did absolutely nothing for two years okay absolutely nothing i spent time with you know my family I reprioritize my life, God, family, friends, and the rest of it whenever it happens. Yeah. Traveled a bit and, you know, relaxed. And then I came back um, and set up. But even then, I set up with boundaries. So I would, you know, um, you know, I once the sun is going down, I'm off calls. Mm. Time, you know, for my wife, time for my kids. Um I was heavy on just balanced living, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And not trying to kill myself. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, 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 we, thank, we thank God we are able to sit down and have this conversa conversation. And yeah. uh, hope, hopefully somebody will hear this and uh, reprioritize their, their own lives because it's important that, that they're here, okay, for their kids, for, your, for their family. And uh, yeah. So doing doing things that feed your soul, right? Yes. So before, I mean, I don't know that I would have written a book or spent time on a movie or any of these other things, but I also give back some of my time. I spend time with some companies in Canada. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's that's something we we, we 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 talk about very quickly. Uh, let's let's talk about it. What uh, what uh, projects? You're giving back. What what kind of projects you are you have been have you been involved in? So I have a couple of things that I'm involved in. About eight years ago, nine years ago now, actually nine years ago, I joined the board of a company called SEO Africa. SEO, SEO. yes. So it's called Sponsors for Educational Opportunity. Okay. When I was in college, I did. I was an intern in SEO. Okay. And they they were the ones that placed me initially at JP Morgan. Mm. Was part of a bunch of other people and stuff, but the SEO program was so beneficial to my life. I got to know the owner or the the visionary behind it, yes. Michael Schwitz, and um, I gave some of my time in New York um, after after I finished uh, after I finished my first year with SEO. I gave some time, 
But what I found was that eight years, nine years ago now, we decided to set it up because what we do is we help get internships for kids that are in college. Okay. Um, so we get them jobs in investment banking, corporate law, accounting, different things. And so we started, we now have about over 500 kids that have come through the program um, from Africa. So, oh, SEO, so you know, it exists in the US, Vietnam, China, London, um, and one or two other places. But we decided to set it up in, in, in Africa because we thought it was very important for our kids to be given those opportunities. Yes. So as an example, we, we had, um, we have the, the companies that, that we send kids to for jobs are not just on the continent. They're also outside. Okay. So, um, link letters, you know, link letters, they're mm-hmm. both, uh, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facebook, we've worked with um, Goldman Sachs, yeah, um, North Fund, and a bunch of others. So we we even in Nigeria we did a pilot program. I want to say in 2018 we did a test program. We built something called the fin- um, a, a, um You know how you have DFI, Development Financing yeah. uh, uh, Institutions. Yeah, we did something called the Development finance internship okay so it focused on nsia which is our sovereign wealth fund okay uh, ifc adb afrex and yeah mm-hmm. um and of course the minister of finance so we did it through the minister of finance and we send the kids to those places to work. okay that's nice so it's been very good because you know some of these kids are coming out of say unilag or a school in Ghana, Legon University, or some school in university. We, we, we have about 12 countries in Africa now yeah. that are participated, including the Francophone ones. Okay. North Africa, Southern Africa, East Africa. And what I can say is we've had kids, you know, let's say a Nigerian kid, the opportunity to go to the best bank in Nigeria versus going to work for Goldman Sachs. Yeah. If you, if you manage to get into Goldman Sachs as a, as a, um, undergraduate first time mm. investment banking, you're probably doing something like 55,000 pounds. Mm. If you convert that to Naira, yeah, it would have taken you something like 10 years or 15 to, years to, yeah, like to, that, get, to get to that, that same amount, yeah. just mm-hmm. because of the currency and all kinds of dislocations. So it has been hugely impactful because you have kids who've never traveled before. Um, who don't understand a system of full merit because mm. they come from Nigeria where yeah. it's not merit-based, right? Mm-hmm. It's all your, kinds un- of your uncle, your auntie. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that, but there's also uh, the zonal system. Yeah. You know, we are full on emo. We, you know, are you from, uh, you know, Zamfara? We have space yeah. there, whatever it is. So they're used to that system. So when they came into our setup, they're like, ah, you know, we don't have to do anything. No, we don't have to pay. No, no. And I get to go to London. Yes, I go back <laughs> to my my passport and my yes. If you don't have a passport, they'll do everything. We'll get you one. London, you know. People, so I have all these mothers, I'm sure, and fathers who are praying for the invisible faces oh, of oh. that set up program that their daughter didn't have to go and greet anybody. They didn't have to go and beg. You know, just that, kids that's are good. smart. That's got good. it and went. Yeah. So stuff like that is very good. In Canada, I'm working with um, something called Propel Advisors. Okay. Uh, it's it's a number of black 
uh, male and female black uh, advisors um, working with black owned businesses um, where we essentially help them with their business plan and financial model and whatever they need to make sure that they can get a loan from a bank or, you know, if they're looking for equity, they can raise the equity because they know how to put their pitch deck together. Yeah. And stuff like that. So I give my time towards that as well. That, that's good. That's good. I've been doing that during the pandemic because there's a lot of black businesses that are just like struggling. Yeah. They don't even know how to get the PPP loans that are available. Yeah. So they need people that, you know, can help give them guidance. So I decided to give my time to that as well. Oh, that, that's so good. Things like, that's good. Things like that keep me busy, but also allow me to give back. Yeah. I mean, you use your expertise yes. to help people who need it. And that's, that's wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Now, See, I I like to take this and visualize 10, 30 years. See, looking at Africa and Africans, both on the continents and ab abroad, what do you see? in 30 20 years i don't i don't think that there is a better time to have been alive to see what is about to happen for black mm. people um and i think that is a window of i think it's a window of change that is bigger than any individual it's almost like a divine intervention where god has said is you people's time mm. in a different way that it was time for the jews or whatever it is now to put it into more concrete steps, if you think of all that's going on, you have the BLM movement in America. Yeah. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. You've got um, things like the Black North Initiative going on in Canada, similar to BLM. Yeah. You have um, stuff going on in England, you know, yeah. with people fighting the police. and Yeah and to fight for their rights and, and, and stuff. At the same time, our kids, a little bit of us, but more so the next generation, yeah. our kids are beginning to, to have those clear paths to, they don't really see, you know, they're born, they were teenagers or younger when Obama was president. Yes. So they don't, they don't understand. When, when we're like, oh, you know, black people are not, allowed to do this they don't yeah, really allow, yeah. no, but I did, saw did he understand that some of us cried and just I saw a guy Obama. at yeah I saw Megan Merkel I saw I've seen things right I've seen too many things that make me you know I've seen Wakanda on television I've seen you know <laughs> I've seen all this stuff that confirms to me that <laughs> I myself and anybody else there's no difference mm. You know, the, the fintech revolution going on the continent. The fact that there are people in Africa that are setting up businesses yeah. that are young, yeah. less than 30, less than yeah. 40, mm -hmm. setting up business and the business grows to a level that can take care of themselves and their family. Yeah. But in even the very rare but also increasing number of situations that the company now becomes a billion-dollar valuation. That's happening at a much, much, much faster pace than a yes. rate. Yes. 
So the transfer of wealth is already happening from allocators of capital saying we're going to invest in these black businesses and oh by the way they are doing well and so if you if you now fast forward that 30 years which is almost a generation right in fact yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's like one and a half because people are having if you have a child at 20 so it's like one and a half you see that it's actually going to be so beautiful right um by time in 30 years it will not be unheard of that a soccer team in Europe or a an American baseball team or any of these teams that they have three, and, four, five yeah. brown and black people that own significant states. Very good. You will not you will not be hard pressed to put on Netflix and just see Nollywood. You know, Nollywood Nollywood all day, right? <laughs> No big deal, right? Yeah. We would have won not just Oscars, but Grammys. Um, yeah. Not just in the other category, mm -hmm. but in the main categories. The main categories, yes. Because now we are entering those spaces, right? Yes. We, we are coming in as producers. In I, I'm not, I don't want to be a Nollywood producer. I'm actually looking to be a Hollywood producer. Okay. And manage capital on a, on a significant basis, right? So we'll be playing the game at the highest level, right? Um, and so our kids will be in animation studios that they own a stake of, but they have a partner that's Japanese and they are doing content that is Japan culture into African Africa. culture See, pushed together onto a platform. You, 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 are, you are seeing things the way I see it. Absolutely. Yeah. See, and in, in, you know what? The thing is that I want our people to understand that we cannot create anything until we first create those things in our own imaginations. You see, anything we that anything that we see physically is first created in the minds of men. Mm. And, and I want us to always say this because if you can't create it in your mind, then there is absolutely no way you can create it in reality. Yep. Um, and this, these things you are seeing, those are the things I'm seeing. Uh, I I I pray to God that we be will be there to see them in reality. You know. No, I, I honestly believe that. I mean, um if this was 30 years ago, mm. I wouldn't be sitting on an African chair. Mm -hmm. Um everything that I'm looking at around me, my table here, I brought it from Lagos. I'm, and I'm not in Nigeria, I'm in no, the States. See, I, I like I like I told you, yeah. I want to be I want to be just like you. <laughs> my pillow, but in 30 years, I want some of my children, somebody's child that's African, to have done mattress and television and the fan and the AC system and HAV system and the app I'm going on to close all the blinds automatically. I need one that thing has to be one of our so, so that's where we're going, right? Yeah. This, this mic I have here that's for podcasting, it would be like. One mic that they built in Ghana or yeah. 
or in somewhere. That's that's the game, right? These glasses, I should never, you know, use anything that's not produced in know, Africa. And that's why the money game is important because oh, yeah. it's the money that tells everybody what to do. And so if we don't become capital allocators, if mm. the capital allocators are not black and brown people, yeah, there's no hope for us. We'll always be doing handouts. Like now they are still, you know, BLM is still handout season. Okay, let's give them 100 million to solve this problem. Let's give them 1 billion to, to just, you know, keep them quiet. quiet. Mm -hmm. We want the cash ourselves. Once we have it and we're the ones deploying it, then then it's is open season. Because then uh, if I call a meeting, if I if I'm managing five hundred million dollars and I pick up my phone and I call the mayor here or the chief of police, they are coming to my office. Yeah. Yeah. They're not coming to your office if you're not managing money, right? You're gonna be Begging one Jewish friend who's a lawyer, this and that, which I have now. I live in a Jewish neighborhood. But I want that. I want the full thing, right? So that's where we have to go. It's the only way. Otherwise, we lose the game. Very good. Very good. See, uh, Chukuka, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for being here. So to wrap up, tell my audience uh, where they can find you in Lagos or online. Yeah, so um, if you're interested in uh, our book, yeah, um, it's available on Amazon. Yeah, what's the name of the book again? In Pursuit. Yeah. Journeys in African Entrepreneurship. Very good. In so Pursuit. that's available yeah, in, in Lagos. I mean, it's literally everywhere. Yeah, um, good. You've got... You've got, um, you know, bookstores, online bookstores. We have them available, but it's not it's not one that's hard to find. Um, Good. And then, um, you know, the film I we mentioned before that's a, that's on Netflix. Yeah. What calling? Um, it's a movie that a lot of people seem to have enjoyed. Very good. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chukuka. Uh, you guys. Uh, Today we have uh, you would have listened to me having wonderful conversation with my friend Chukuka Chukuma, an investment banker, a an author, a film uh, producer. So thank you very much, Chukuka. Thank you again, and really, uh, congratulations. This is an awesome platform, so I'm so grateful to have been invited. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Listen or watch more episodes of Think Big for Africa podcast with new guests every week. Subscribe to ensure that you are notified whenever new episodes are available.